Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to your Guide to Love podcast. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Claudia Lynn here. She's a business coach. She helps women unite, unite sacred sexuality and strategies so they can harness their feminine magnetism and create financial freedom. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be on here. Yes, you're welcome. I love what you're doing. We are both on similar missions. So tell everybody more about what you're doing. So a little bit about my past. I've always been like a super sexually charged woman, girl, even as a young girl. And, you know, growing up like in an Asian family, especially, I was very, very shamed with sexuality. It's like, you're not allowed to talk about that. Don't talk about that thing between your legs. You know, just everything was like dirty. Don't touch that. Don't talk about sex sort of thing. And so I grew up feeling like this energy had to go somewhere. It was all channeling out and I completely like lashed out by the time I turned 18. And I was holding up this like good girl routine, you know, and I, I went to college, I got this really, you know, prestigious corporate job. And then at night I was in like the underground world of money, sex and power working as a stripper and channeling my, my energy that way, just being able to like get it out somewhere in a place where I felt safe, but the two worlds never met. Right. So, you know, I was playing like this double life and um, it just felt like I had to be either one part of me or another. And it wasn't until my later years where I was able to merge the two and really come into completion as a whole person. Oh, wow. That was so powerful though that you said that story because I'm sure so many people can relate to that because I feel like for me, you know, it's like growing up religious. It seems like people don't, we, it's like that one area that's over here. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, no, keep it down. Don't talk about it. And so mm -hmm. what is the biggest problem that your clients deal with, with involving their sexuality? Oh, wow. There's so many, um, you know, but if I, if I had to pick one, I, I think the main thing that comes up the most often in the earliest, like what they're really coming to me for is they feel really numbed out like physically emotionally because they've been trying to keep up with this like patriarchal society and keeping up with the man's world right mm -hmm. and so they're they're not following their intuition they're not listening to their body they're always on the go 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 and working so hard you know past the night nine to five and then coming home and then being a full-time mom and then having to be a wife and just doing all these things in order to feel like they're equal with their masculine counterparts, right? And so they've dismissed so much of everything that makes them a woman, everything that makes them feminine and mag magnetic and radiant, you know? So they, they've lost a lot, a lot of that. And as a natural defense mechanism, like your vagina starts to just kind of numb out because that space is literally the most receptive part of your body. And when you keep taking in stress and overload and overwhelm, your body's natural defense mechanism is to numb out or you kind of start to feel pain in those areas. And then, you know, when it comes time to have sex or intercourse or be intimate with your partner, it either doesn't feel like anything or it hurts. And who wants to have sex when you're feeling, you know, either that or nothing, right? Um, so, you know, what I work with my clients on is to really reconnect them back into that 
sacred feminine receiving energy and being able to also like rewire these neural pathways within their yoni space so they're able to bring feeling back and also to release like the shame and trauma that they have held in that space on the cellular level and be able to wipe that out physically and energetically so they can become more orgasmic and therefore enhance their mag like their magnetic field and then be able to draw in abundance and all the good things and juicy things in life. Mm, yes. I love what you're doing. Yeah. So, so the woman basically, and this is what I've noticed with the women I've worked with too. So basically what you were saying was the women are acting like men and they're so burned out that they have numb pussies and then it just, it causes them to have pain or feel nothing. Mm -hmm. And so to solve that, would they, would they just stop having sex and then just focus on self-pleasure and focusing on developing a healthy relationship with themselves sexually and then work with their partner? Um, I do actually recommend self-pleasure first, getting to know yourself, because what winds up happening is, you know, if you are with a partner, you so easily fall into this trap of a routine. You know, you, you do certain things with a partner and, you know, there are certain things that you've never said that you've never shared that you're probably not going to say and still not going to share the mm -hmm. next time you have sex with them. Right. And so I invite my clients to really get to know themselves and get to know like their own map and like what feels good to them and be able to turn themselves on before bringing all of that in with a partner. And also like I like to share with my clients, you know, there's, there's things that we need to feel safe in order to open up in order to, um, be able to share things that might feel a little bit embarrassing. That's probably why we haven't shared. And there's conditions that we need as feminine women to be met because when we are safe, that's when we are expressive. So what are those conditions? Do you need your partner to be having eye contact with you? Do you need them to hold you, hold your hand? Do you need all the TV off? You know, do you need them to just fully listen and not, um, not say anything back until you're finished. Like what are those conditions for you where you feel safe enough to fully communicate your needs and not feel like you're going to be uh, scrutinized for them? Mm. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up though, because I'm sure, especially nowadays what I've noticed is, is like people are in that fight or flight mode that they can't even get out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, one of the most common things that uh, my clients experience is like when their boyfriends or husbands are going down on them. It's like they're so up in their heads, like, what do I smell like? What do I taste like? You know, am I taking too long? It just they're so caught up and um, being outside of their body. They're not even in their body enough to experience any sort of pleasure because they're being paranoid or having a lot of anxiety and can't fully express themselves. Mm. And do you think, but do you think part of the reason why they're in their head is because we as a society are not taught how to be in our bodies? Right. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, we're, 
we're, we're numbing ourselves out all the time. We're ignoring the tiny little signs that will start to manifest as more pain and more dis-ease as time goes on, right? You know, so that tiny little headache you have right now is trying to tell you something, or those little cramps that you have right now are trying to tell you something, you know, and it's our job and our responsibility to tune in and tap into our body and intuition to find out what that message is. Mm. Okay, so for the women that are listening and that are so disconnected from that space, how do they connect more with their feminine? First, I would love if every woman was able to honor their vaginas, you know, and be able to love that part of ourselves. And one of the very first assignments that I give my clients actually is yoni gazing. You know, how often do we go into the mirror every single morning? We're like nitpicking at our face, making sure everything's perfect. We know every detail of our face and our hair and the rest of our bodies, but not that space because we were taught not to look at it. It was dirty, you know, and it was shame so much. So yoni gazing is a really, really beautiful practice. And, you know, it really starts to help you look at yourself in a different way and to love that part of your body and feed that part of your body love. So once you do start to, you know, have that connection with yourself, then you're not so like, you're not so embarrassed, you know, when somebody else is looking at it, you're not thinking like, oh, that looks weird like it's so different because now you you have built a relationship with it now you know you know that it does look normal and it's not weird mm. well I love that you do that though because it seems like uh, do you have clients that have never looked there and that have never even stick their fingers inside of them uh well I I've had clients that have never looked before but mm-hmm. not clients that have never um, put their fingers in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I had a woman once that was like that because she said that that was her husband's job to fulfill her sexually. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So when women start to do that with the yoni gazing, like what does that change for them? Well, you know, you start to get familiar with that part of your body and the more you look at it, the more you start to see how beautiful it really is and how that place is the place that you came from. You know, that is the power source of your, your womanhood, you know, and that's also the source of your pleasure and everything that feels good. And when you start to honor that part of your body, you know, that self-worth, that self-trust, that self-confidence all starts to come flooding in for you because you're, you're working on eradicating the shame that has been conditioned into you from childhood. Mm, Yes, definitely. And then what is the connection between our sexuality and money? (laughs) So sex and money are like the two things that I feel like most of us are so ashamed or embarrassed of getting, um, admitting that we want more, desiring Mm -hmm. it, you know? And so money and sex are very much both receiving games, right? Like if you're not fully available and open to receive it, you're not going to fully be able to receive it, right? It's not going to come into you in the way that feels good and that feels pleasurable. And with, you know, when it comes to sex, it's like, 
if we have we we're having like all of these mental blocks up in our heads and it's stopping us from fully receiving pleasure it just it it becomes something that we totally want to shut off because it's not an enjoyable experience anymore and it comes with all of these conditions and it's the same thing with money you know we might be receiving it but then feeling really guilty like we have to give it back you know or feeling like you know there's some sort of attachment to it like if um you know if a parent is giving you money um you feel like that means love for you and so as long as you're receiving that love you don't want to cut it off and go be independent to make your own money because you feel like you might be cut off from love from your parents so there's a lot of strings attached in both areas that make them so common so if you like if you're working on one area it'll start to help you see and heal the other mm. Wow, you brought up a great example, though. Do you think that, especially like in our society, it's almost like women were programmed to feel like, oh, we can't earn as much as a man, or we have to work harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's not true whatsoever. No, not it's not. And it, but I feel like that's such a mental thing. Mm-hmm. It is very much a mental thing, you know, and like everything that we believe starts to show us evidence that it's true. So the stronger we believe it, the more evidence we see. And then, you know, well, it can't not be true because that's all I'm seeing. Right. So, you know, it's it's really important for us to be able to pivot that and see what other possibilities are available and learn to let go of control and uh, yeah, just stop trying to control so much of the situation so that you're eliminating different channels of abundance that are available to you. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, it does. Yeah. So what, what I'm asking here is since we have what's going on in our society now for the women that are struggling or the men, if they're listening to, what would you say? Like be open to money coming to you in a variety of different ways. Stop saying it's only coming to you with your job. If you got let go, yeah. Okay. So an example I would give is, you know, in the bedroom, um, if you're very goal oriented, you know, trying to just solely achieve orgasm, you're probably subconsciously trying to control the direction of the experience. You know, you go through the motions trying to get to that goal and you don't know any other way. You don't know any other possibilities. So you're shooting straight for the clitoral orgasm, right? But mm -hmm. you don't know the possibilities and the expansion that comes with the G spot or the A spot or the cervical orgasms, right? And so you're eliminating yourself from all of those experiences because you're controlling, you know, step-by-step, step, just trying to be goal-oriented, trying to achieve the clitoral orgasm. And it's the same way with abundance. You think that the only way you can have abundance flowing in is through this one job or is, you know, by having four clients or is only by having um, a paycheck, right? But there are so many other avenues that are available to be open to you if you are able to open up that channel for yourself and let go of control. Mm, and that's part of getting the feminine. Yes. Okay. So how do people, how do they let go? <laughs> that's a tough question. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the practice is in bed when you are starting is to stop having that goal orientation. 
and be able to be in the moment and not have any sort of outcome that you're attached to. So unattachment is probably like the biggest, um, the biggest lesson there being able to do what you do and still love it and still feel joy and pleasure from doing the things and being instead of being so attached to the outcome that you lose sight and like all of the experience in between that could be bringing you so much more pleasure. Mm. And then what about the same for people financially? What would you say? What do you mean by financially? Like in terms of, you said non-attachment in terms of orgasm. Is that the same thing too for the, for money? They would have non-attachment too? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So don't be so attached to like, I can only get money from a paycheck or I can only get money if I sign on clients. There's so many other ways. Like if you're, um, like I was saying, like if you're able to let go of that control and surrender and trust and know that God universe source will provide you with that abundance, that channel can come through anybody and other people to get to you. So it could, you know, it could pass through three different people in order to get to you. It could pass through like another business, another corporation, you know, uh, to get to you. Mm, yes, definitely. Okay. And then what about, cause I saw you talking about this. What about the Jade egg? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, so I absolutely have to have the Jade egg practice in my life. It absolutely turned everything around for me. And I, I probably started like, like six or seven years back. And, you know, what I learned was that, you know, your pelvic floor acts as a basket at the bottom, you know, of the bottom of your torso. And your life force energy is potentially all leaking out through your pelvic floor if that if the if those muscles there are not strong so when you're feeling like not so turned on not so magnetic and you're having all of these like energetic leakages you know it could potentially be because your floors and your your tissues inside of your pussy are really weak and so in order to strengthen that and build um, that life force energy back up and sensation back up inside using the yoni egg is it's, it's an amazing, amazing practice because it not only helps you build that strong muscle, but you're also able to hold in all of that life force energy and be able to channel that and then use that sexual energy to uh, fuel and really infuse it into your business, into your relationships, into anything um, that you wish. Mm, definitely. And then do you recommend women, like I've had some people say that they just, put it in and they don't use a string. Do you use a string? Like what is the way that you use it? Yeah. So I would definitely recommend using a string um, Mm -hmm. because especially if you're not familiar with the different sections inside and able to control those muscles on like in in different sections, like it's, you're going to have a hard time moving it deeper and then trying to get it back out. Um, And also like if you're wanting to strengthen even more, you're going to want that string to have a little bit of resistance as you're contracting. So it's, it's almost like vaginal weightlifting, right? You know, you're like, you're um, adding more and more resistance. You could use it with your hand or you could tie the string to something um, in order to build even stronger muscles inside. Mm, Definitely. 
And then do you notice women that are using that, do they have, um, okay, so increased sensation, then that equals stronger orgasms, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and even greater manifestations. Really? So go into that. So because of using the jade egg, they're just more magnetic. And then that you said they could hold in the energy. Right. Because your, your sexual energy is absolutely life force energy. Right. And every month women, like we're, we're preparing for a baby, you know, that's kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so if we're not birthing babies, we're going to just pretty much waste that energy if we're not aware of how to channel that into our creations, into our business, into our family, homes, whatnot. Um, and so I, I lost my train of thought there. Where was I going with this? Like in terms of manifestations. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> so in terms of manifestation, you are using that energy along with the jade egg and you're infusing your jade egg with your intentions, right? So, you know, you imagine whatever it is that you want and you visualize this, this idea um, and all this energy going into the egg and the egg ultimately goes into you. So you are quite literally planting the seeds of ideas into your womb space where it can be nurtured, where it can, um, yeah, just really be nurtured and be ready to be birthed. And what I love to do is actually have that practice. So I will charge my jade egg with my intentions and then insert it inside of me, like really, really close up to my cervix. And then I will masturbate. I'll have a entire like hour long self-pleasure session with the jade egg end. So then when you're cultivating that energy along with orgasmic energy, it just really helps magnify and intensify those energies so that you can attract in what it is, like exactly what you're asking for. Mm, yes, I love that. Yeah, because you know, everybody's talking about manifesting now. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people leave out the sexual energy part. They're just like, oh, you just have to do affirmations or scripting, but people don't talk about the power of sexual energy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and the affirmations, I believe they do work, but you have to be energetically behind it. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to truly feel it. And with sexual energy, it's like, you know, um, this was really weird for me in the beginning because I only related being turned on with just being turned on to like sex and, you know, having sex with a partner. I never felt like I could be like turned on like with my business or turned on with an idea. Mm -hmm. um, so once I started to learn how to, you know, not, not discriminate other things and be able to be turned on like in my business, not just in bed and, you know, be turned on with other ideas and like be turned on like around my family. Like that's when everything just felt like it, it was just so in flow and everything was really easy for me because that magnetic energy is like super enhanced because when you're turned on, like you are so, you know, you are so dedicated to your desires and it's juicing. You're like, Oh, I want it. That feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, that. Yeah. And that's <laughs> energy like that you want to create from that, that you want to create anything from. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Cause I think that you're right though. We do leave, Oh, I can only use that energy towards sex, but it's the same energy. Mm -hmm. 
And do you feel like when maybe women feel like, oh, it's not safe for me to be this turned on woman, maybe that's the belief? Yeah, there, there is a lot of conditioning there about, you know, not being allowed to be fully expressed. You know, we have a lot of like generational and even ancestral trauma, you know, from like the witch wound, mm-hmm. even, you know, just always, always feeling like we might potentially be even killed for speaking our truth or being, um, you know, being fully outspoken. And even, you know, I, I, I read this recently in uh, Women Who Run With Wolves, but, you know, women were terrified of being exiled. And in order to not be exiled, you had to be loved by your community, which meant fitting in and not being, um, not being anything too outlandish. So like you wouldn't be exiled because if you were, then you were on your own and almost a hundred percent of the time women who were exiled would die. So it's been deeply conditioned into us to not speak our truth, to not fully be expressive because we're scared We're you know, we're scared for what could potentially happen. Mm, I've definitely felt that. I'm sure the people listening have too. I think that that's, um, you know, the whole I'm too much. It seems like a lot of women have that belief. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah so I bet that's connected to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Wow. It really is. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to have to read that book. Cause I've, I've heard several people mention that. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's super inspiring. It's it's told in a very like storytelling way. So it's easy to read and like really easy to get immersed into. I love it. Mm, yes. Okay. So where do you want to leave everybody with? I know we talked about a lot, but what takeaway do you want to leave? Mm. The one takeaway that I would love to leave for anybody who's listening out there is, you know, listen to yourself, listen to your body and your feminine essence. You know, you were born as a woman for a reason and you have these superpowers that you're able to use, you know, if you're, if you're just tapping into your intuition and listening to your body, you know, there is so much there, so much wisdom, so much information, so much healing available for us. And it's all within our bodies. So just tap into that and reconnect with yourself because all of your power is waiting for you right there. Mm, yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Cause I think that we're taught that our power is not within us. That was yeah. great. Okay. So where can everybody find you? Um, I'm always on Instagram, <laughs> so you can find me at the.pleasure.priestess on Instagram. And yeah, I'm on Facebook too, but Instagram's like my thing. That's like my main channel. Mm, I feel you. I, I love Instagram too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, y'all be sure um, to DM either of us on Instagram if you have any questions or thoughts about this episode. Um, I will definitely put the book in your link below. And yeah, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much.